0: Hello and welcome to the week six edition of Spitball. I'm your host, Adrie Bullhawk-Mallows, and with me this week is the man formerly known as Marcus Ione Fantasy Football Henson. How are you, my friend? I am alright, yes, yes. I understand, suffered another heavy defeat this week in fantasy football land, so... I understand that means we we perhaps need a new nickname for you now. I feel a two-game losing streak. How does that feel? Um, Immaterial. Watch, It's all going to turn around this week. Yeah? Yes. Still looking
1: for the playoffs. Not going to have a Cleveland skid, no? No, no. I'm not hoping not to have a Buffalo year last year where... Son of a... (laughs) (laughs) Start off
0: really strong and then I'm going to nosedive. No, I'm going to be fine. Well, as long as you don't (laughs) end up playing a game in Toronto, you should be fine. Um, Right, so... Let's dive straight into week six because we're going to be a bit shy of uh, time this week. So we want to try and keep it as quick fire as possible. Dive in. Team performance of the week, please. Uh, team performance of the week is Seattle. Yoohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Seattle.
1: I loved the whole come back and, uh, and beat the uh, the Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, it just showed it's a young team. A lot of people aren't... Uh, didn't put a lot of pressure on them at the start of the season. They've been allowed to grow naturally, sort of find a rhythm that they like.
0: And uh, they're, they're pulling it off, aren't they? Yeah, Russell Wilson. He's kind mm. of come out of nowhere, undrafted, wasn't he? And then they just picked him up. and Absolutely, and then they turn around. They had, um, I believe they picked up, was it Tavares Jackson?
1: Did they pick him up on the trade? or they picked No, him? that was
0: the Bills. They picked, picked him up, up yeah. on the uh, free agent market. And he's placed Vince Young, and neither of them have... Obviously played. <laughs> Yet yeah, this season, uh, Tavares Jackson still on the inactive list. But still, Seattle, great defence. Yeah, yeah, Russell Wilson, definitely um, putting
1: I, in a I like the people, the, the wide receivers stepping up. Yeah, Baldwin and um, Rice stepping up. Yeah. Looked really nice. Um, again, yeah, the defence is still the talking
0: point this year. Absolutely. I mean, um, there's one hit that, um, admittedly, I also picked Seattle as my team of the week this week. Valid reasons, I feel, and... All you have to do is, I'll try and get a clip of it to put on the blog, but when Brandon Browner absolutely, he just lit up, where's Welker, where's Welker, makes a catch. Next thing you know, he's been absolutely drilled to the floor, has to go and sit out for a few plays, just, well, just crunching tackle, the kind of hit I'm sure you would have been proud of in your playing days, my friend. Yes, yes. I love how you say that, like, they're over, but thank you, but yes. (laughs) Well, we can't tackle at the moment, that's all. (laughs) Because, Uh, well, you try to in flag, but it it is frowned
1: upon. (laughs) It is frowned upon. Um, Another thing I really liked is... again it comes with the bravado of being a young team is the fact is taking on i can't remember the actual i do apologize to the actual the guy who had the balls to stand up and actually at the end of the game go over and just rip into tom brady must admit that was a that was a personal moment a, of
0: d- delight was that a fan or was this a no player? this was
1: a player post game i honestly can't remember his name now but it was it was all over the the American talk shows about, you know, unsportsmanlike, but basically came up to Brady after after the game and literally just uh, properly got in the guy's face, and I loved every minute of that. I loved the bravado that went with that.
0: And to be fair, I always love seeing Tom Brady lose myself. There's, sometimes there's nothing sweeter than the sight of what is an elite quarterback, and don't get me wrong, we both think Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, which is another reason why, when you're that smug, people often like to see you lose. So sorry, Tom Brady, but... You got creamed by the Seahawks, and I'm glad it was only a point. Ha. <laughs> so, um, what other things have tickled your fancy this week for,
1: for week six? Um, well, the other thing that really got me was looking at the unbeaten teams. Yeah. Um, there was the scare in the Georgia Dome. Yeah, which, we um, yep. which Atlanta and Matt Ryan throwing three picks to a, a Raiders defence that doesn't actually ha- uh, boast a healthy cornerback. Yeah, they had um, Huff filling in at cornerback, didn't yes. they? Who's usually a, a strong safety. So. Absolutely, that is just The, the whole defence is completely mishmashed and um, I did believe at one moment I thought I saw
0: a complete upset there. Um, it was on the cards, wasn't it? It was Literally, on the cards. Right until the death. It looked like it was going to overtime as well, didn't it? And then one final drive. What a boot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then, of course, the next one we looked at was uh, Houston. Yeah, who... big
1: game against the Packers mm. this week. And then, of course, that was the statement um, statement and a half. And Aaron Rodgers, well, I think I'll leave him for the moment because we'll get and talk on to him later. But beautiful sort of step up into the, the derivative of can they still get to the playoffs? You know, what are their chances? Really coming back, looking at a strong Houston team and literally stepping up going, don't you count us out yet? We're still in this, okay? And
0: literally, that's... The only downside is, for me, the only downside to that is we're only really seeing the true Green Bay after they come off a, a big defeat yes. the week before. So, looking further down the stretch, Con- potentially... Yeah, consistency
1: could- issues all around the board. But, again, a lot of time, you know, when, the head is, when your head is down, it's very difficult to come out of that slump. You'd like to think that, hopefully, this was enough of a win
0: to try and lift that chin yeah, and thinking of lifting chins, I wonder how Jay Feely is feeling right now after kicking a 61-yard field goal to tie the game against the Bills. I mean, it was unbelievable. I was practically crying when he tied the game uh, in the die minutes of that game. But then... Ah, you got, your, you got your retribution. Yeah, 38-yard field goal. We didn't try and ice the kicker, and he just muffed it. Beautiful. Off the post, and what a, what a time in the late games that was because... Obviously, we watch NFL Red Zone here, so we had the joys of knowing that whilst Jay Feely was hitting the post, we had a trip box or triple box on screen. You had Jay Feely hitting the post in one game. You had Sidney Rice catching the Hail Mary go-ahead touchdown in the other box with RG3 running down the sidelines for his 76-yard touchdown in the other box. So, um, And this is why I love Red Zone because it's just all of the action all in one screen at the same time. Yes, I mean, it, it's definitely advanced
1: the the viewing capabilities over here um, this side of the pond which is
0: great to see and yeah with that in mind we've also had the recent announcement uh yesterday on on tuesday that we'll be getting a second game in wembley next year minnesota vikings versus pittsburgh steelers wow and i know there's got there's loads of pittsburgh fans over here i remember going to the super bash that was steelers versus oh, the cardinals yeah. and yeah, there's there is a few too many towels. <laughs> there'll be some ter- there'll be some terrible <laughs> towels in Wembley, won't there? There absolutely will be. Yeah, so we've got that to look forward to. A date to be decided yet. Ah, they confirmed it today. It is the twenty ninth of September, so a month earlier.
1: Four weeks yep, in differential, so you uh, get to see them uh, in week two, and then you get to repeat the act. I believe it will be then no week three, sorry, and then you get to see them again over on week, week seven. Yeah, seven or eight. I can't remember how the weeks blend off.
0: I think it's seven next year. So yeah, weeks three and seven next year. Can't wait. And I think I might have to try and go to one of the games unless I happen to be in New York because if the Jets are playing the Bills in New York, that's where I plan to be at some point next September. So yeah, I mean, this week, just lots of action around the league. I said about this on the blog, just... So much to talk about. I had no idea where to start, so I kind of had to go straight in with a team performance of the week. Sticking with the award theme, let's move on to our Megatron and, and Ray Lewis Awards. Oh, absolutely. I'll let you take take over as usual. All right, right.
1: okay then. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start this week on the offensive side of the ball and with our Megatron Award for the Offensive Impact Player. Player. Just player. Um, I honestly couldn't, um, couldn't split my second place, my... Um, my honourable mention this week for the Megatron Award, so in a true sort of fashion, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them both a mention. And it. so it's a dual quarterback battle here with
0: Mister Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers. Oh wow, wow Aaron Rodgers only number two. Only number two. Ooh wow, there must be someone good coming in first place then because Aaron Rodgers, six touchdowns, just and a great performance against good Texans defence. It
1: was a great performance. I mean I I the, 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 the Aaron Rodgers that we used to seeing. It was great to see that. Peyton Manning from being absolute zip at the half. Coming back. We Everyone loves a comeback win. Real with the positivity. That real drive as a leader.
0: To command the team to come back from such a deficit. Some might say tebow esque ah. <laughs> As it was in Denver. But great comeback. It was. in the all-time record for the biggest comeback for an away team. So congratulations Peyton Manning. But unfortunately not quite good enough this not week. Not quite good enough this week. Uh, And the reason is, uh, I'll explain them more, but for
1: our Megatron of the week, Mr. Megatron, I'm giving it to you, Sean Green, running back, New York Jets. Ooh, wow, Sean Green. Sean Green, absolutely. The guy's over 100 yards, free touchdown. It was his best ever game, professionally. I mean, that's kind of what tipped it for me. The guy literally came in and put in a career day. Um, The sort of thing that, you know, you're not used to seeing... Uh, we'd almost count the jets out as well, which was another reason why it's so highly sort of it stuck with me for that reason. Yeah, and I just felt that, especially with a running back, there's so much beating, so much, so much difficulty. Actually, having to break the yardage, um, the yardage, finding the gap, having to go through the motions, breaking tackles, putting in every single like yard on the ground. It was just. It was fun to watch, actually. I mean, I know as a Bulls fan you won't like me saying that. I enjoyed watching the Jets, as long as you call them New New Jersey Jets. Good sure. <laughs> but it was it was actually I was I was watching the the Jets, and I was really pleased to see. I mean, I know Sanchez had a a good day, shall we say? He had a good
0: day. He, he, what he actually threw over a hundred yards for a changer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not going to
1: it's not going to blow anyone's mind, but he 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 commanded the game, he just controlled what he needed to do, ball management, you know, very he clicked on all, all the fundamentals which allowed Sean Green to have this awesome day, free touchdowns, and that's why you, Mr. Sean Green, you are
0: Mr. Megatron of week 6. Congratulations, Sean Green. I'm I'm a little bit surprised actually because this week for my awards in the Megatron award, I actually had it was a choice for me between Aaron Rodgers and Megatron himself because that game against Philadelphia with some of the catches he was making is one that springs to mind again if I can find a highlight I'll certainly put it up for you guys going out towards the sideline somehow managed to keep both feet in bounds literally with practically his Tippy-tos. whole body yeah tippy toes whole body outside the mm. field of play and at a key moment as well he just seemed to be making all of the big catches and and that last drive that the swing that he created through making sure he was open for
1: Stafford yeah
0: Absolutely, and still got lots of yards and I think only one or two touchdowns. So again, Madden curse is real, people. Megatron would have a lot more touchdowns by now <laughs> if it wasn't for that stupid Madden cover curse. So keep an eye on that. Right, so we're going to now go into the other side of the ball, shall we?
1: Yeah, our favourite side. Our favourite side for Mr. Ray Lewis. Please
0: get well soon. Um, yeah, he's going to be out for the season, mm, isn't he? Tragic. But Mr Lewis, sorry to hear that. And I will always call you Mr Lewis.
1: But hopefully you can take some solace in the fact that every week we'll be honouring honoring you with our Ray Lewis Award for our defensive impact player. Player! Okay, I haven't uh, I haven't stretched it out so far this week, so I've only got one second place. And in second place, seems to be our, our most bad boy of the league. It is Mr. Joe Hayden of the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, nice
0: choice, yeah. Yeah,
1: Mr. Bad Boy comes back from his suspension from using the uh, um, banned substance by the league. I can't remember what it was. But he got to play week one. Yeah. Got banned for four games. Um, came back. And you know what? What a statement to make to you, team. Two interceptions,
0: wasn't it? He yeah, had this week. Was it two? Uh, just the one, on unfortunately. But okay. it
1: was six tackles with it as well. He sort of really put on the fact that the, the Bengals have got a much more progressive passing uh, attack with Dalton and Green. I know they, they still managed to really click up some nice yardage. But again, when they did click up, it seemed to only really be for those fantasy owners, really. The only benefit. The game seemed to have been already out and continue, uh, discontinued from there. Um, it was it was great to see that, you know. Um, you know, coming back from being I mean, I'm personally I'm not fa fan of people who abuse the rules. I mean, you go through the college system, high school it's it's a disciplined sport and in my mind there's no reason to break the rules. This year we've seen so many repercussions and sort of um infringements.
0: Yeah. throughout the off season. Yeah. It's been one of the worst including at the back end of with college with with obviously with what happened to the Honey Badger so... It's it's it's
1: not what football's supposed to be about. It's a disciplined exact sport. Um you know you're supposed to be a a, a professional. You know you go through the courses at the beginning as a rookie your your seminars on how to actually conduct yourself towards uh, the community and for the league yeah and so i don't get how these people are coming off saying that you know committing the crimes the stupid stuff waving firearms, drunken disorderly, drinking, driving. Yeah, don't um, talk to
0: Plexigarious about waving firearms. Yeah. Is it still too soon? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those who may not be aware, which I'm sure you all are, obviously with Plexigarious shooting himself in the leg last year, well played, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but getting back on track. Getting back on,
1: so he does get my second place, but Mr Hayden, you know, come on, when you're putting in performances like this, you're only ever going to make second place because, you know, winners don't cheat. Indeed. But my winner of the Ray Lewis Award, Mr. Impact Player himself, goes to Mark Barron, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, interesting choice. Guy's a rookie. He took on himself, taking on, okay, a slightly weaker Kansas City Chiefs, but he got eight tackles and an interception on an incredibly impressive defensive showing. Now, I must admit, at one point, I did almost go for Rondé Barber with that, interception on the shoestrings and the return
0: which was phenomenal oh it was absolutely awesome.
1: um but just looking at it considering this guy's a rookie and this is how you do conduct yourself in the league what by getting in there putting in the time obviously the guy knows how to read the plays making making options for himself because eight tackles isn't easy i mean we're talking about linebacker tackle ratio there yeah um the interception it was great purely stolen from that receiver you know that's wanting it more yeah, which I love, to, I love to see that fire. So, I mean, I, if I could, I could all make the... I mean, I thought Tampa Bay defence was back to being a Tampa Bay defence. Yeah. Um, which was great. And this guy, I mean, if you're going to shine out of a bunch of stars, then this guy shined the hardest and the brightest.
0: Yeah, no, fair play. And, and congratulations there on um, winning the award, Baron. Defensive Impact Player of the Week for me. Guess who it was. Go on. Think. Who made an impact? <laughs> for a certain team that I may support, Jerayus Ger- Ger- Bird. Thank you. The bird was definitely the word this week. I mentioned it on the blog. Two interceptions with the big one coming in overtime to stop Arizona's drive and set up the the game winning field goal. Guy, it's just it seems so works so hard. He's been there for a few years now and playing at safety, always putting it in. Always, oh, he's, he's bounced onto the scene, uh, I think it was three years ago now, and in his first season. I seem to recall Pro Bowl season, nine interceptions, I think, in the year. And um, since then, he's inspired me. I wear his shirt number for my flag team. What an absolute legend, jerice Bird. I needed to get his name in there as well because, funnily enough, the Bills won, so I'm happy this week.
1: How does that work? <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. I mean, yeah, absolutely. When you're putting in that sort of impact, Bills haven't, I mean, as a defence... It seemed a little shaky, uh, but this week, pressure on the quarterback, I mean, it was great to see they were getting sacks, which has been a problem with the pass rush, yeah. and it really helps when, if you're getting pressure on the quarterback to make the mistakes, the guys actually utilising it, and actually, you know, the, the sorry, the guys in the secondary are utilising that, getting the picks, getting the back downs, really disrupting the pass once it gets upfield and making something of it. So, you know, that's the defence working in, in proper... Uh, sort of... Harmony. Harmony. Yeah, Yeah. I'm
0: not going to get too carried away because it was a Cardinals offensive line that's given up the most sacks of the season. We still didn't blitz. We managed to get it with three and four man pressures and Mario Williams managed to get a few sacks. But honestly, we really need to start putting more consistent pressure on the quarterback. The four guys up front against the best lines in the league, they're not going to get pressure. There's absolutely no way. You can put whoever you want in that front four, but against the best lines in the country, like say... For example, the Jets on a good day, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league by far. Against them, I don't think without blitzing, you're not going to get any sacks. So hopefully, with the, everyone in the AFC East all tied at 3-3, three and three, which we're at the bottom of because of the division record, but still, it's wide open. Absolutely yes, and uh, aggression is the key with the with the defense. You're not
1: going to win anything um, trying to be tacked with it and, and trying a lot of uh, coverage schemes. Great that they might be to sort of um, confuse defenses. I think pressure is something that is really going to more impact quarterback. You know, zones can be read, um, they can be analysed, they can be broken down. Um, whereas pressure in its face is simply comes back down to that single heartbeat where the quarterback he tries to make the decision Does he make the right decision or the wrong decision. Again, sometimes they can really put a swing on the entire game
0: Definitely, and I know we've mentioned somehow we've managed to mention every team in the AFC West this week which I was actually going to come and try and talk to you about AFC West, I thought, well firstly we probably don't give them enough coverage so I figured, give them a shout this week Also, who's going to take that division? Is it going to be Oakland? Is it going to be Denver? Is it going to be, well it's not going to be San Diego is it? I mean they seem to be a little bit laughable at the moment
1: Denver, Denver all the way um, one is because they have got a real fire captain under Peyton Manning. Really steering that ship nice. Um, I feel that the the defence is good. It's not a great defence. It's not one that we're going to sing and shout about. But it's a good defence. It controls itself. It's got a good run stopping capability. Maybe a little bit weak in the secondary, but it's actually really, really quite promising to watch them so work together. You have weapons on the offensive side. You've got Demarius Thomas, Decker. You've got um, Tammy, isn't it? The... Um, the, t- the tight Titan who came yeah. over with Peyton Manning, so there's a lot of familiarity there. He's really hooked up with um, Demarius Thomas very nicely. He's got to stop fumbling the
0: ball, yeah. <laughs> especially when he's clean through as well. That seems especially, to be his biggest. It seems fun to be his
1: biggest fun was always when he seems to be running without anyone beside him, and then the tackled the, from behind. The, the, yes, absolutely. The defensive ghost seems to just knock that ball out of his hand. But uh, you have got Decker and I can't uh, Stokely. The other sort of receivers creating problems, mismatches, a lot of nice little slant dump-offs, keeping Peyton Manning protected in that pocket because he's getting the ball out nice and quick. Yeah. You've got McGahee in the backfield who still, though I feel he's coming towards the end of his career because he seems to be he's not quite as sharp on his cuts and the moves, I still see him putting in a, a fair amount of work and he's really sort of pounding in those yards and actually really helps offset that pass game.
0: You know, and bearing in mind, when he came into the league, Willis McGahee obviously got drafted by the Bills he had just come off the back of two knee surgeries and no one had really given him a chance. And you think of the career he's had in the NFL. Oh, yes. He's one of the unsung, shall we say. He pretty much always averages around 1,000 yards a season. I think we'll have to check his stats on that, but I'm pretty confident in saying for the last 10 years now, Yep. he's been getting at least 1,000 yards a season. So oh. he's been through Baltimore. He's obviously at Denver now. We've a couple of seasons with Buffalo as well. Oh,
1: I yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyway, uh any uh, Ravens fans out there, uh, let us know when you uh, you feel was his best performance, his best year. Uh, maybe you can send us some clips into the show and then we can we can analyse them ourselves.
0: And how can they do that? <laughs> Why don't you tell them? <laughs> By tweeting me at Adrie Mallows or drop us an email, bullhawksnest at gmail.com. There's also a feedback form at the bottom of the blog. And if you happen to... Um, sorry, at the bottom of the website. If you happen to read the blog, there's also comment section at the bottom of the blog so let us know what you think, drop us a link love to get your feedback because we love talking about football but we love talking about it with as many people as we can so the more feedback we get I think the happier we'll be so the first person that provides us with feedback or wants to come on the show will definitely get a prize to be decided but get in touch and we'll give you more details so I think unfortunately we're running very shy of time and I think we pretty much need to wrap it up there much so there's so much to discuss. Just quickly, looking ahead to week seven, do you have any favourite matchups that you're looking forward to? Um,
1: hmm. there's a few. Um, I always like Pittsburgh Cincinnati that AFC North rivalry. Yeah. What you got? I feel I actually feel what the performance Pittsburgh's um suddenly been under and Cincinnati wanting to come back from that that weird loss in Cleveland. Being yeah. home, I feel they'll try and take advantage of that, you know, it isn't in Hinesfield, Field. So that could be really interesting, you know, how does Pittsburgh move on? It looks like who's done, yeah. unfortunately, which is really, really upsetting, but still. Um, then uh, you've got the Wooden Spoon Award, you've got Cleveland at Indianapolis, which I feel is going to, I hate to say, but I feel it's going to be kind of like a, it's going to be like all-out shootout. I'd like to see what Luck and Whedon, the two rookies, can do against each other. I have a feeling that's going to be pick city. Yeah, um, I mean Cleveland and Indianapolis. The, the defenses aren't the shining points. I mean, there's not many shining points, but you know what I mean. They haven't aren't exta- outstanding defenses, but I feel that they can both hold their own. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I picked Joe Hay- Hayden this week. He's you know, the they did against uh, Cleveland. Did against Philadelphia. They got a lot of picks, so I, I, I see that there could be a big turnover battle on there. Um, and then the other one that really works for me is Washington Giants. Yeah, big
0: NFC East clash right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with Washington taking that win upon themselves, RG3 coming off a concussion and just smashing it out of the park, co- uh, kudos on that one. Giants going to candlestick, coming back with a win. Yep. Yeah, again. So, yeah, two in a row against the 49ers. So, So yeah, I mean, I'd love to see how that one pans out. It is in the Midlands. Um, So, again, I'm going to favour my swing. Um, And this is maybe something we can do every week. Yeah, maybe, yeah, go for it. uh, I'm going to go for my swing of the week. It's going to go to the New York Giants with about a 60-40 swing. On their side, I think that's going to have to be, I can't go 50-50, I'm not going to sit on the fence, that's boring, but it's going to only have to be about 60-40. That's my swing of the week. So possession-wise you mean 60-40 Giants? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Possession-wise into the sort of control of the game, so touchdowns if you add it all together.
0: Okay, well that puts me on the spot with having to pick my swing of the week, but hey, I'm a Bills fan. We've got the Titans this week. We're at home. We're back at the Ralph after two away games. Definitely all about the Bills. I'm gonna go sixty-five, thirty-five to the Bills. I think there'll be. A, I think it'll be quite a offense orientated game because the Bills' defense, rushing wise, sucks. C two J maybe if there's ever a time for him to come back into form. Oh, I yeah. seem to remember last year as well when he wasn't doing so well happened to manage to get a game against Buffalo and suddenly things looked a bit rosy. (laughs) Paddy's stats, yeah, paddy's stats. Yeah, paddy's stats, definitely. So, although Fantasy Predictions reckons he'll only get 4.7 points for me this week, he's going to get more than 47 yards. So, look out for Buffalo and Tennessee to both have 100-yard rushes in that game. Ooh, I like it, I like it. Well... That wraps it up for us this week. Uh, Apologies, it's a little bit shorter than usual. Sorry, guys. But uh, needs must, unfortunately. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Don't forget, get in touch with us. Uh, Tweet me at Adri Mallows. Email us, bullhawksnest at gmail.com. Leave comments on the blog. Lead feedback on the website. Get in touch, don't forget. But the first person, I'm going to change it slightly, the first person that either wants to have a question answered on the show or comes on the show gets the prize. Yeah, I think that's yeah, I like yeah. that sounds good. Yeah, definitely. So until um, until next week, football fans, take care.